Okay, listeners, welcome back to the Soma Mama podcast. Uh, As always, I'm so, so thrilled to share with you another beautiful, wonderful guest. Uh, Her name is Kat or Catherine Mansfield, goes by Kat. And she is a holistic health coach, a meditation teacher, and a yoga teacher. And Kat and I met in undergrad in San Diego, which is always funny. She's a beautiful, like, we've never really lost touch like just with the, the yeah. beauty of and power of social media but we our paths have kind of reconvened um more recently just given our our interests in um kind of where our professionalism has taken us which is in the health and wellness space um and i'm so excited for you you everyone you all to hear about cat's journey especially recently as she has done a lot of traveling um and we all know in the last couple of years that hasn't been hasn't been easy to cross borders but somehow, some way, with within the perfect windows, Kat has um, has navigated that, and I'm excited to share with you, um, yeah, just her lessons, her experiences, her learnings, and and where she has where she is in life right now, and what's unfolding for her. So, without further ado, Kat, go ahead and and give us a little introduction. Um, yeah, where you are right now, what are you doing, and and what feels exciting exciting to you. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Um, Hi, Courtney. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. I'm so excited to be like reconnecting in person or via Zoom or whatever. Um, But yeah, I'm I'm just so excited to chat with you. And so like Courtney said, I have been doing a lot of traveling the last about five years. I just settled down in Santa Cruz, California. And yeah, I'm a holistic health coach, meditation teacher and yoga teacher. Um, So it's an interesting time of my life. I just turned 28, just moved to this new city and have been, I've had my own business for about two years now, but have kind of gone through so many different iterations of what that looks like, how I show up in that. Um, You know, is it my main hustle? Is it my side hustle? Just figuring out how that looks in my life. Um, And so I took a little bit of a break the last seven months and was doing a lot of traveling. And then now that I'm settled in, in my new home, I've, yeah, just been feeling so inspired to create again and, and heal and do a lot of healing, um, myself. And obviously like with clients through yoga, through coaching, through meditation. So yeah, just really excited about what is upcoming in my career and my business and making connections with people, reconnecting with people like you, etc. So yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Uh, absolutely. And yeah, for those of you listening, this is Kat's. It's, okay, so exciting. This is a beautiful synopsis of Kat has never been on a podcast as a guest before. And she's starting her own podcast soon. So this is a beautiful verge um, or merge of, of, yeah, that that process of cats unfolding. Um, and Kat, the, the first thing I want to hit on um, as I am such a wanderlust spirit um, is talking about your travels. And for those of you listening, um, something tells me that that you have a bit of that wanderlust within you as well. So be it living vicariously through Kat or going on our own travels, planning our own trips. Kat, will you tell? us a little bit about like the last five years and the places you've gone and the cultures you've experienced and kind of the the lessons and learnings from your travels. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Okay. So 
I guess it all started, it all started. Um, I started traveling, you know, in university a little bit with family always growing up. So I always loved to travel. I always was really curious about different cultures. Um, I loved the feeling of just being uncomfortable of having to figure out like different travel systems or buses, different, you know, different languages, having to communicate, have just being uncomfortable. I've always loved that. Um, and I guess after university, so yeah, I started after university, I was an au pair in Italy. Um, and that was kind of the first, so it was 20, we graduated 2016, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yes. So it was directly after that, I was an au pair in Italy and that kind of reignited the bug, if you will. I did a lot of traveling, studying abroad and whatnot, but I took a break and that was what reignited it. And then I came home and lived in San Francisco actually for a year and a half and was working in sales for Yelp, um, which, you know, that job served me at the time. It was a huge part of my journey, but obviously where I am now is like in the health and wellness and the healing and the space is a stark opposite. Like I was, I was living in San Francisco. I was so just far from knowing myself. I was struggling with a lot of anxiety. I had a really unhealthy relationship with alcohol, with my body, with body image, um, my relationship to food, my, my relationships with everybody. I just felt so like imprisoned and it, I just knew it wasn't sustainable. So I was, I was really unhappy. Um, and I just had this vision of like, if I don't make a change, a big change here, then I will wake up at, at the time I was, you know, 21. Um, I'll wake up at 25 and still be here doing the same thing, drinking on rooftops, going to, which is, you know, that's all fun. I love that. But I was just in this cycle and habit loop of doing the same thing. And then, and then feeling anxious, but then leaning on the same vices and doing the get me, you know, it was just this unhealthy, unserving loop. So I was like, I don't make a change. If I don't get uncomfortable, like I, I'll miss this window of doing something. So I quit my job. I moved out of my apartment and then I went to Asia. Um, I went to Hong Kong, Singapore and Thailand for about three months. And I was just like, I need something new. I need to travel. Um, and that just kind of like showed me, you know, you're going to be okay. Like if you just go, if you just buy the ticket, like you'll figure it out once you get there. And so I did this little kind of like baby test of a trip. And then I came home for Christmas and I was like, okay, I'm going to move to Australia. So I went online, got the like work holiday visa. It takes, you know, two hours or so. And I got granted in 15 minutes. Like it's a very easy process. And, and I was like, Hey, I'm moving to Australia. And I remember Oh my gosh, I remember the night before and the plane ride over, I was like, what the hell am I doing? Like this, I was so scared. I was, oh my gosh, like oh, the whole plane ride over, I was like, okay, you know what? If it sucks, I'll just go on a quick vacation for three weeks. Like, and then I'll come home. If worst case scenario, I just go on a vacation to Australia by myself. And then I come home. Like if it really just blows up. So yeah, I mean, I landed, I had my backpack. I had a reservation at a hostel and I, got to the hostel and first I got to the hostel I like put my bag down and I started crying so I was like what the hell am I doing like this is I was so uncomfortable I was so scared and then you know slowly but surely I 
started meeting people, met some people in my hostel. I found an apartment. I got a job. Like I started just integrating into life there, knowing that I had a year on this visa and that I could do so. And man, I just remember there's some days that I, I still clearly can feel in my body and can see where I was walking down the street, just like looking around. And if anyone's familiar with Sydney, it's Surrey Hills is like the neighborhood I lived in. And it's so beautiful. Um, but I was walking down one of the streets and there's like all these trees overhanging. And I just remember looking up being like, this was the best decision I could have ever made. Like, I'm just so grateful that I took the leap because I'm okay. And there's just so much that I didn't even know existed in terms of like, you know, overcoming just fears of like, even just getting an apartment in a new, in Australia. Like I had no idea how to do that, but you just figure it out. Um, so there's this feeling of like independence and empowerment and just confidence that comes with going on these journeys. So I was there for about seven months. And then my cousin from America came over and met me. We did a van trip around the perimeter of Australia. Highly recommend van life is just oh, unmet, unmatched by like anything else I've ever, any other experience I've ever had. It's so fun and also tests your limits of like, how do I make this life comfortable when I'm living in a van? <laughs> like, how do I cook? How do I sleep? And also where do I go to the bathroom? You know, these things that are like, you don't think about, you have to think about and it and it's fun and it pushes you outside of your comfort zone. Um, and so then this was, my visa was coming to an end. It'd been about a year and I just felt in my body. I was like, I know I'm not ready to go back to America. I, yeah, I, I just knew that it wasn't time for me to come back. I could feel it. And I, anytime I'd try and visualize where I would go in America, would I go back to San Francisco? Would I go somewhere new? When I would just try and see that next step, America was not in, in it for me. So I was brainstorming and, you know, New Zealand's a hop and a skip away. So I went online, figured out how to get the work holiday visa for New Zealand. It was an easy, even easier process than Australia. Took less time, got it granted in like a few minutes and then booked a one-way flight to New Zealand. So I was like, okay, hey, you know, text my mom. Hey mom, I'm actually not coming home. I'm going to move to New Zealand now. <laughs> she, my parents at this point are like kind of used to this. So like, okay, <laughs> got it. Just let me know when you're coming home for Christmas. Um, so yeah, and then I, and that's actually, I reached out to Courtney. We were talking about this before we started recording of, I, I knew Courtney had spent a lot of time there. And so I reached out to her and I was like, I'm moving to New Zealand. Where do I go? Do I go to Wellington? Do I go to Auckland? Do I go South Island? Do I go, where do I go? And she responded and said, you, you would really love Wellington. It's a great city. Like I spent so much time there. You'll fall in love with it. So I was like, okay, Wellington's it. So honestly, like Courtney played a big part in making that decision for me because I had no, I was just kind of like close my eyes and like throwing things at the wall of like, where do I go in New Zealand? And so she gave me some direction. I was like, okay, I have someone to vouch for it. I'll go to Wellington. So I yep, flew to Wellington and same thing. It's like, even though I just did it again, I was met with like all of the uncomfortability and fears and, and yeah, just uncomfiness in my body of like, okay, how do I navigate this place? Like, yes, it's you know, they speak English. It's maybe some would argue that it's similar to Australia, although they are quite different. Um, but, you know, 
yeah, just how do I navigate this? How do I find an apartment here now? How do I make new friends again? How do I build a life again, essentially, like find a job? Um, and so once, once again, just like taking baby steps of like printed a resume, went walked into a bunch of different like bars and cafes and, and restaurants. And I think one or two called back and I was like, cool, I'll work here. And then made friends there, you know, and it, and it all works out just perfectly found an apartment. So, you know, and, and it all just unfolds without, without, in like hindsight, without meaning to stress, of course, at the time I was like, well, where am I going to live? <laughs> um, and, but it all just unfolds. It all just, it all works out. So I lived there for um, about a year and a half. I, yeah, I did a lot of traveling while I was there. I ended up, I was dating a Kiwi for, um, you know, most of my time there. So that played a huge part in the next step of like, okay, my visa is only a year. So what now, if I'm going to stay in New Zealand, how do I make that happen? And, and all of those questions of like, what's it mean if I move back to America? So, um, yeah, I came back to America, um, for Christmas. It was 20 and end of 2019, Christmas, 2019 with my Kiwi partner at the time, because I was like, let's go back to America. I'll show you where I'm from. Um, and so, yeah, brought him back to America. We did a lot of traveling from, I showed him like California, where we're from, like, um, the whole highway one situation. It was a really, really good time. Um, and then he flew back to New Zealand and I was meant to follow like three weeks later, my visa was meant to come through. And I was like, I'll meet you back there. All my stuff was there. We had an apartment there. My whole life was there. Cause I was going back to New Zealand. Um, and then as it happens, COVID hit, and this is, you know, everybody's like storyline of life is like, pre-COVID, COVID hit, post-COVID. So, you know, no one had a plan B. I didn't have, what are you going to do if all of a sudden like a oh, pandemic hits and the whole world shuts? Like, where are you going to move? I didn't have that necessarily figured out. So I was about like a week away from getting my visa and being able to fly back. And then the borders closed. And similarly to everybody else, I was like, oh, this will last a couple months. And, you know, two years later, the borders were still closed. So as I was you know, my relationship ended. I, um, was stuck in Santa Fe at the time. My parents had relocated there and I was living at home. I had, I was like, where am I going? Where do I go? All of my whole life is in New Zealand. Literally everything I own was in New Zealand. Everything I was, I had come back with like a few winter outfits. Um, so I was, it was quite an intense rock bottom for me. It was a really, really, really dark time, really dark place. Um, and I just didn't know, where to go. I was so lost. I couldn't see a path. I couldn't, yeah, I, there were just a lot of days I would spend like quite literally in the dark. Like I wouldn't even turn lights on some days. I was just like, Ugh, it's too, like, it's too much, it's too bright. You know, it was, it was intense. Um, and then, and we'll get into this, you know, after that was a, pretty much like what started my healing journey. Um, and and really open my eyes and open the door to figuring out what I'm passionate about and um, yeah, what I want to do. Sorry, I, can you hear that WhatsApp? I can, yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. Okay, about it. I know you can like. Edit that <laughs> We're recording on Zoom, so it's all good. Life happens. Yeah, we're recording on Zoom, but let me just make sure I'm gonna <laughs> exit so that people can't anyway interrupting my flow. <laughs> um, 
So I was saying, oh yeah, it was, it was quite a dark time. And that opened the, the door for me of opening my eyes. And in hindsight, I'm like so grateful for that time, obviously, like, oh, I can't even imagine what would have happened if I had gone back to New Zealand and didn't have this like, like essentially dark night of the soul to like open my eyes um, and shake me really. So I was at home for a while and then my Canadian citizenship had gotten granted. My dad is Canadian. So I had been in that process for a few years um, and it finally got granted in March of 2020 or around that April, 2020 or so. And so I was like, okay, I guess this is, this is the sign. This is where I'm going next. Because at this time still, I was just not called to live in America yet. I was still like, I don't want to move back to California. I don't, there's no other city that's calling me. I don't, I just don't see myself here yet. Um, so I was like, okay, I guess I'll move to Canada. So I moved to Toronto. Um, yeah, which was pretty wild. Like I'd never been, I never spent a long amount of time on the East coast like that. Um, I spent summers going to Toronto because my dad's Canadian. We have family up there, but I never, you know, had been in the city. Like I'm with, like I live here now. <laughs> so yeah, I moved to Toronto and I lived there for about two years on and off. I did a lot of traveling in that um, and spent a lot of time during COVID there, like a lot of lockdowns there um, in winters, <laughs> my first winters where it was, so it was, it was a really interesting time of like, I spent a lot of time alone. This is when I started really spending a lot of time looking inward and being alone and finding other hobbies of like painting and writing and, and figuring out how to really be okay with just like me, myself and I for days on end. Um, and it was awesome, an amazing journey. And then most recently, so I was in Toronto, I had felt myself coming to the point of, I feel like I'm I've been here a long, long time and, and I don't know if it's necessarily serving me anymore. I'd made, I'd built a community. I'd gone through all the steps. I'd, you know, gotten the job built. I started my business there. I built a community of friends and like-minded people around me, but then I still felt like this isn't my place. Like this isn't where I'm meant to be long-term. So the same thing, I was like, okay, I need to make a big move here. And, um, so I, I decided to sublet my apartment and was like, I'm going to go to South America for, at this time, I told myself like, I'll just go for two months and then I'll sublet my apartment and then I'll come back. And, you know, I'm sure Toronto will feel better or I'll have just more clarity. So I went to Peru. I did my yoga training there. And then from there I went to Argentina and I just had like an Airbnb in Buenos Aires where I lived for a month um, just to like live and explore the city. And then I did Mendoza and Patagonia for about two and a half weeks by myself. Um, and at this point, so when I was in Peru, my subletter pulled out and that was actually quite emotionally triggering for me because it felt like the same thing that happened with New Zealand, where I was like, all of my things are there, all my stuff is there, my life is there. And now it's, it's all kind of dissolving and I'm, and I'm not there. Like, what am I meant to do? I, I have a subletter, she's leaving. Um, out of nowhere and I have to figure out what to do with my apartment and like all my stuff so luckily my dad and um, brother were able to just like go in move all of my stuff out while I was in Peru and then and once I like moved through that emotional reaction of like because I was at I was at my yoga training trying to deal with all of this of like okay someone's going to my apartment to move me out and 
I was crying, you know, I have, I had an emotional reaction and then it hit me of like, okay, for some reason you are not meant to be tethered to your apartment right now. Like you're not meant to have to go back at a certain day. Like you were meant to have an open-ended experience here. So just like lean into that. And once I, yeah, just kind of breathe into that, let the emotions pass. And it was like, this feels the same as this last situation in New Zealand, but it's not the same. Like it's not the same. I'm not the same. So what's going to happen next also isn't the same. I get to like decide what happens next from here this time. So yeah, my parents moved me out. Um, I was like, cool, I guess I'll just go to South America, went to Argentina. And then I was meant to go back from Argentina. I had no ticket yet, but I was like, I also had nowhere else planned. So my parents were like, when are you coming back? What's the plan? Where are you going? Like, where, when should we pick you up from the airport? And I was like, yeah, let's just not get too excited. Like, I feel like I'm not meant to come back yet. <laughs> and once again, they're like used to this, like, okay, man, like, come on. <laughs> and so anyway, I was in Argentina and I was spending a lot of time just introspecting, thinking about where my next destination was meant to be. And I was meditating and I had this just full body, like warmth and knowing of I'm meant to go to Tenerife next. And I met this, this woman in my training. She's from Tenerife. Her name is Maria. Um, she's amazing. And she had just, I planted the seed in my head. Like before I met her, I didn't even know Tenerife existed. It's in the Canary Islands for anybody listening. I didn't know that. Um, and so when I met her, she's like, yeah, I'm from Tenerife. I was like, what's that? Where's that? Tell me about it. And just kind of planted the seed. And then weeks later, like weeks and weeks later, when I was meditating, I just had this full body warmth that literally just felt like I was like bathing in like honey in the sun. It was just, and a picture of Tenerife came into my mind and a picture of Maria came into my mind. And so I came out of my meditation and I was like, okay, I'm meant to go there next. And so I texted my mom and was like, okay, here's a plan. I'm not coming home. I'm going to go to Tenerife next. And, you know, like I said, my parents were just like, cool, <laughs> like, let me know when and where. So I went to a coffee shop and I just started emailing. Like, I think I emailed probably 50 people, retreat centers, co-livings, um, surf retreats, like things anywhere that I could go teach yoga because I had just gotten my yoga certification and I wanted to practice and learn and grow. So I was like, anywhere I can go teach yoga, I'll trade living or I'll just, I'll figure out a, a situation. So I ended up hearing back from this co-living called Nine Co-Living on Tenerife. And they're like, yeah, we actually need a yoga volunteer. You can come live here for free. You teach yoga once a day. Um, like you can start essentially like the day that I was leaving Argentina. And I was like, perfect. Booked a flight, got out there um, and then lived in Tenerife for three months and taught yoga. And it was one of the most like, influential even though all my travels it was you know three months it's not that long I guess but I just feel like I experienced the most insane transformation there I think it was after my yoga training and then doing South America by myself and just having all these intense experiences and then being in Tenerife and meeting like so many amazing interesting people at a co-living which if anyone knows doesn't know what that is it's essentially like a hostel for digital nomads. So adults who are really responsible and, you know, have their careers and, but it's just this big house in Tenerife and everybody is co-living together and it's amazing. And you, and yeah, it's just the most amazing built-in community. It was some of the, yeah, just some of the most pivotal experiences I've had. And so 
I was there and then I was actually meant to go to Morocco from there. So I was there two months had gone by. Um, so I was like, where am I going next? Found this place in Morocco, needed a yoga teacher. I was going to live in Marrakesh. They were going to put me up in an apartment in the city and I was going to be teaching between a couple different yoga studios. Um, and then as I was getting closer, I'd committed. I, you know, I told everybody in my co-living, I was like, I'm going to Morocco next. Who wants to come visit? You know, the whole thing. And then as I was getting closer to going, I was meditating a lot um, as it's just, you know, my practice daily. And I, I don't know, I just didn't feel right. Like it was very, I had this very ominous foreboding feeling about it whenever I would go into meditation. And of course it's healthy to have that like fear, but I'm, I'm gotten very good at discerning when it's like that healthy, exciting fear of like, okay, you're about to step into something really expansive and you're going to be forced to grow versus this fear of like a fear that's yeah, much more ominous and, and darker and just like, actually, this is not where you're meant to go right now. Um, and so I listened to that and I called him and was like, you know, this is actually, isn't the right move for me right now. I'm, I'm feeling really called to go home because in all my meditations, I was just feeling like I could feel my cells like moving towards California. I could just feel it. I was like, I'm meant to go home and home to me is California. I'm originally from Southern California and my family is here. So for some reason, yeah, after five years, I was like, I just did not expect that, did not see that coming. And then, yeah, it just felt so true and just so like, I really couldn't argue with it. And then um, I was noodling with places to go and my mom kind of dropped the plant to the seed of like, what about Santa Cruz? And I was like, oh, that feels really good in my body. Let's see. And then I sat with it for a few days and still felt good, still felt good. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna, I gotta pull the trigger. I'm gonna go here. Um, and so that's how I got here. So that is a, was a very long answer <laughs> um, to walk you through all of my travels for the last five years, lots of different places, but, and I guess I'll just end it with, now that I'm here, because I'm at the point in my life where I'm, I'm wanting much more foundation. I'm wanting to be in one place for longer than a year so that I can grow a community and like really immerse myself and get to know people knowing that I don't have to leave at any time, like that my visa isn't expiring or that I don't like winter. So I'm not going to end up here. You know, like I, I get to stay here, which to be honest was like much scarier in making that decision than going to Morocco for another three months. Like that's easy to me, like go to a place where nobody knows you and you just kind of get to be like one person in this sea amidst like a new culture and and so much my identity is like oh I'm the girl who's like always traveling and doing cool stuff and getting dms of like oh my gosh your life looks so great you're in New Zealand you know like that was so much my identity so to say like oh I'm actually gonna move back home to California and live somewhere was really really difficult for me to swallow um and yeah, I had to really just swallow that pill of like, am I choosing to go to Morocco for the sake of my ego, just to like look cool and tell people that I taught yoga in Morocco? Cause yeah, that sounds sick, but, or is it something that I really want to do and is actually aligned on my path right now? And it wasn't. So yeah, it was a lot scarier to decide to move somewhere like and open up myself to get to know people long-term and build relationships long-term than to go somewhere else. Mm, Kat. <laughs> Kat. 
think sorry. <laughs> don't be sorry. I am like just sitting in this nectary goodness of like feeling so much, experiencing so much joy and hearing your stories and your travels across the last five years and like the themes and the nuggets that I pulled out from that. Mm -hmm. um, and also our alignment, like we, we've got to rehash this at some point of just our eerie alignment um, and even the places we've been in the, um, yeah, like following that itch or that inner wisdom that says, no, like it's, it's time to go back home. There's, there's more work to do there. Mm -hmm. um, and actually just speaking that out loud, um, made me think of this book that I just listened to um, called It Didn't Start With You, written by Mark Wolin. And he's a psychologist. You would really like this book, Kat. Um, yeah. He talks a lot about ancestral trauma. And basically his experience was like, he he searched far and wide. Basically, I don't want to like totally spoil it, but he had um, kind of like um, physical sense, like, ailment happening with his eyes. He was having like eye degeneration in his, in his, um, like day-to-day -day life in New York. And so basically he like sought far and wide to, um, to heal and which led him to India and led him to, to healers and to gurus in India and every, and he like would saw one as, and the message was like, go home to visit your parents. And I think they lived in like upstate New York. Yeah. And then, and then he was like, no, 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 no. That's not the message I'm looking for. So we'd see another guru, guru and the other guru would be like, go, your parents want to connect with you. You need to go home. And anyway, like, so he, he talks about this in his book and he goes back home and like basically heals um, some ancestral wounds. And it's just like, and he, and then his eye ailment went away. Yeah. I, that's wow. That sounds so powerful. Um, and it's just, yeah, interesting that that surfaced, um, as, as I can very much relate in that, like, what was I 24 years old when really I had an empty bank account and it was post, um, several travels. I was in Costa Rica at the time and was mm -hmm. like, well, I know I can like figure it out. Right. And, and for those of you listening, Kat and I were talking a little bit about human design um, before we started recording. And we learned that we're both manifesting generators, um, which means we dabble in a lot of freaking pools, I guess. We dip our toes into a lot of different bodies of water. Yeah. And, um, and on the outside from the extrinsic world, that can be seen or perceived as non-committal or, um, yeah, scared to plant roots. And yeah, okay, maybe there's, maybe there are tendrils of those like um, shadow sides within. But like, no, this is our job to experience all of the things. And, and one thing that Manny Jens are really, really good at is like getting shit done. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. you want to go teach in Morocco? Like hop on yoga trade and go, right. you know, like, or, Hey, like, I'm going to do a yoga training. Where do I want to go? Okay. Let me, let me listen to my, um, within, let me listen to spirit and see where that guides me. Okay. It's Peru. Great. Let's go booking a flight tomorrow. You know? So it's like, we don't mm -hmm. really hold back. Um, and for some that's like really awe inspiring, um, like, oh my gosh, you just do the damn thing. And then for <laughs> others, it's like, eh, I don't know if I trust you because it seems like you don't want to lay down roots. Um, and, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is there anything yeah, that no, resonates there? Definitely. And I mean, I think 
like we were talking about a few things last night. I so when I was traveling a lot of the time, so I'd be I was in Australia, New Zealand, right? And that was my early 20s. And I had just left that sales job where I knew I was so, I was so unhappy, but my degree is in marketing and finance. And so I would have so many conversations with my parents of like, okay, well, you know, use this time to figure out what you want to do. And it was always just this like ticking time bomb in the back of my head of like, okay, everyone's waiting for me to figure out what I'm going to do, like what, what my job quote unquote title was going to be, especially like, yeah, with a marketing and finance degree, my parents are both big business people. And, and what I learned though about myself, is like, as I was doing those travels and having, giving myself a lot of time to, to just feel into what makes me happy, you know, working, have it, working at jobs that didn't necessarily like require my mental energy. You know, I was being a server and I was, I was working at bars and it was more for like the experience and the people I would meet and being in the culture. So I had a lot of time to really like cultivate other hobbies and passions, whether it be like art, whether it be movement, whether it be dabbling in yoga, whether, you know, just really picking up a lot of things, like you said, and then being like, which ones feel good in my body. And so it was a lot of art. It was a lot of music. I was always drawn to either well, typically it manifested as like, or materialized as dating musicians. What I've learned is like, I'll provide that for myself. So now I'm, I'm learning guitar because I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it would always materialize as like being involved in music or seeking out different art classes or different ways of, of expressing creativity and learning to intentionally setting aside a lot of time to write. Um, yeah. Dabbling in yoga, you know? So I always knew that I had a lot of passions and a lot of things that I and skills, I guess, that I wanted to hone that at the time I was like, how is this leading anywhere? Like, these are just things I like to do. And then as I progressed and like started and and wait, Kat, I'm going to pause you. Will you, will you, we had a little pause. You said, as oh. I progressed and I don't know, I don't think it was much, but you said, as I progressed, oh. um, as I progressed, I learned that all these things that I was interested in, all of these things that I was drawn to were for a greater purpose. And like, once I figured out what my passion was, which was, you know, health and wellness and healing and, um, you know, mindfulness and essentially like what started as my own healing journey, I figured out was my passion to guide and help others. But in hindsight, you're like, oh, I was drawn to all of these different things. I, I wanted to, to spend time in all these different facets and areas of my life so that it could eventually one day come together and create this like cohesion of whether it be a brand or just different skills to create and heal other people. Right. So it's like, when you have that perspective of like, no, I'm not, it's not necessarily non-committal or it's not necessarily like, um, you know, not having the clarity of where I want to go. It's actually just like, I'm very much in tune with exactly like all the different things that need my attention and knowing when to give it to that. And then knowing when to give it to something else. And then knowing that even if in the moment they don't feel connected, eventually they will connect. And I think that can be hard for Manny Jens. Like, and people in general, just like not knowing in the moment how everything is connected at one point and will le is leading you to where you're meant to go. But especially for Manny Jens, like give yourself permission to 
dip into as many different things that you feel called to. Like, even if it's doesn't pan out to anything, it's itching something in, in you that needs to be addressed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and for those of you who don't know much about human design, um, you know what, I'm going to pop it in the show notes because I want you right now to hop on, uh, obviously not if you're driving, but um, to hop on Google and just take your human design, uh, take the quiz. Um, basically, human design was curated by someone who brought in like several different modalities, um, like such as astrology. Um, and definitely there's like a somatic piece to it, like a little bit like TCM or tra traditional Chinese medicine that will will pinpoint different organs as like your power center um, connected to your your human design. Um, there's four or five man manifesting generator, generator, projector, reflector. reflector. Yeah, so there's four. Did you say uh, or did I, I don't know? I think you said <laughs> manifester, gen, reflector, <laughs> projector. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Are there four or five? <laughs> <laughs> I think four. Okay. Yeah. yeah, there's four. Um, so yeah, anyway, just yet another like modality to like take it or leave it, whatever, but um to just help affirm our innate ways of being. Um and like for example, I believe it's generators who do best with a four-hour work day. Like they can accomplish like so so are you okay, like who should that be then? Well, a business owner, like of course, like as say you're a business owner owner of like a boutique fitness studio, well like don't sign yourself up for, for teaching more than probably one or two hour long classes per day. Um, and yeah, as a business owner, there's the, the saying of like, okay, well, we're always on, which definitely to an extent is true. And we also are um, like, we create the, we ha hold the agency to set our own hours, right? So if you're a business owner and a generator, like know your four hours of when you um, have like the most productivity and, and hone in on that and then recharge in, on the other eight hours or whatever, or, or like put that energy towards something that feels a little bit less draining. Maybe it's like the creativity and the marketing side of your business that feels really exciting and fills up your cup. So do that. Um, again, I'm not a human design expert, um, but it's just like, it's been a really cool tool to, to get to know, um, ourselves better and i'm totally going to be 100 transparent i my kiddo and my partner might just walk in the door as we're recording so if you hear any background sounds that's what it is we're not yet ready to uh, conclude our conversation um but yes okay and there's another thing i wanted to touch on cat too as we talk about like designs and astrology um and that is this, this idea this concept of locational astrology have you heard of it no i don't think i have please enlighten okay. me yes yeah, so i also i'll send you a link where you can see you basically it's kind of like ast astrological physics <laughs> um and it will um it like combines really astrology and geography and so you can go online and um see your like where in the world um do do the stars like really truly align for you and it'll pinpoint it on a map and um, okay. so it's like maybe i'm curious for you if it's somewhere in south america yeah. um, or maybe it's somewhere in australasia and yeah. 
Um, I can't yeah. recently kind of a, go ahead. Oh, no, I mean, I just think it's interesting because there are like I've had this conversation with other people as well, where it's, you know, there are certain countries, there are certain places that you like feel on a cellular cellular level that you're like drawn to. Um, and you can't explain why, you know, you're just like, no, I, I really feel called to Argentina. Like that, that's such a to me. I was doing a breathwork session and I had this vision of like myself in Argentina. And I just knew that was like one of the next locations I had to go. So yeah, you're just in the same with Australia. You just have a, uh, I just had a feeling, you know, there are just places that you feel so called to randomly. And then others you're like, yeah, that just kind of falls flat for me. So I'm like, that's not, I'm sure it's a cool place. Like great, cool. You know, I'm sure they're great in fill in the country, but, but I'm not necessarily feeling called to go there. You know, it, it so I wonder. Yeah, no, absolutely. And we got up, cut off. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Okay. We got cut off at the very end when you said, so I wonder, um, Oh, so I wonder if that has anything to do with what you said of like where your your stars align geographically, like if they're in certain places that you then like I like you said, I would love to see if it's like South America or like Oceania and see, you know, because that would make a lot of sense. Those are a lot of the places and I'm like I'm gonna be spending a lot of time there in my life. I just know it. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, I'm gonna send you the link after our call and I'm also gonna pop it in the show notes for any of you listeners who are curious yeah, um, cool. learn more about locational astrology. And I know there's certain astrologists who will like they really enjoy talking about locational astrology. So you could probably find um find one as well who will like do yeah. a whole in-depth analysis. Um, and I think like yeah. the thing with even human design and this it's essentially like they're all tools to just understand yourself better and give yourself permission to exist in this world like exactly as you are uniquely created to exist you know like we're just so programmed to think there's a right and wrong way to go about life a right and wrong way to go about career about relationships but there just isn't like there's no like who decided what's right I just I always ask myself that I'm like who and once I started feeling that like truly in my body of like is it you know who said this is right even when it comes to just like writing anything like who said this is the right way to write a blog like I get to decide how I write a blog because it's my blog you know once you start to like apply that to everything then you're like okay there's just no right right way to live there's no right way to be cat I just get to like feel out how how that is in my body, how that is in my experience on this planet. And so these are just tools. And I remember when I first found human design, it essentially was just like an exhale of like, oh, I understand myself better. And I understand, and I just have more like compassion and love for these things that I once categorized as like negative qualities about myself, non-committal, but you know, things like that, or wishy-washy, can't follow through. Like, and then I got to reframe it and be like, no, multi-passionate, like able to do many multitasker, able to do many things at one time, like makes sh shit. I don't know if I can swear. It makes yes. stuff happen. Yeah, exactly. Like reframing and be like, no, it's actually wonderful qualities about why I'm so unique. And so this, and I think coupled with like, once you learn about all these things, and then you, if you bring it into like whatever anyone's practices are like for me it's my meditation and yoga practice like when I bring them into those practices it just enhances 
they just are complimentary of like, I get to show up in my meditation practice with all this permission of like, for example, Manny Jen's, you're, you're meant to respond, like your way of your strategy and your way of going about life is that you're meant to respond. So you really just have to like, if you're aligned and then you're like authentic self and totally embodied self, then things just come to you, whether that be opportunities in your career, whether that be like potential suitors, whether that be friends, like things are meant to come to you because we have the biggest energy field of all of the aura types. So when you're aligned and in that like trust and authenticity, you really just get to like allow what comes to you. And then your job is to say yes or no. And so when I bring that permission into my meditation practice, it's like, man, I just get to like sit in meditation and really like drop into the feeling of receiving and knowing that like what's meant to come is going to come because not only so many gem, but just because that's the nature of the universe. Like it will unfold for you perfectly. If you just like allow it to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And Kat, I want you, I know we're tying things up here pretty soon. It blows my mind that we've already approached um, almost an hour here. Um, and I'm just so enlightened by everything that we've, we've touched on, just like in the, some of the themes that I've grabbed um, from our conversation today. Um, it's one, like the beauty of travel and um, both the intrinsic and extrinsic process of immersing ourselves into a, a different culture, right? As you said, like, as I heard you say, like, there's one thing I tell myself often is there's no right way to live, right? Like who created okay. this structure? Um, and as we look at different cultures, we see there are so many quote, right ways to live, right? And then, and then the beauty of like things like locational astrology, even human design, um, and then honing in our spiritual practices such as yoga and meditation, um, is it brings us it brings us more in tune with our soul and our soul's purpose and our spirit that is like that guiding compass um, to the places and the spaces that really truly align with us. And, and one analogy I often use is like, life is, is a treasure hunt. Like we are on this path to find those little buried nuggets um, of information, or maybe they're not buried, um, but they could be in different places, right? We've got this, like, if we think of the the globe as like a, as like a board game, right? We can kind of navigate our little piece um, wherever. And, and, I, and I acknowledge that with that, that does take that that does require privilege right like such as being being able to get a passport and sure. and have financial yeah. means to travel and and we know that being born in, in different countries gives us innately different privilege to allow for that to happen yeah um Definitely. yeah but like it's it's like even folks like you and i um who were born in America, but really felt that itch to explore and live for long periods of time in other places. Um, it's a testament to like, okay, so we were put within the boundaries or like the structure of um, a certain country, but like maybe that's not where we meant to be long-term or maybe it is. And um, just understanding that we have the agency, um, the freedom to, to allow for that like internal navigation process to happen. 
Um, yeah. And I think, like you said, just doing it from a lens of, of gratitude and, and like self-compassion, but, but having that gratitude of like, yeah, I, it does take a privilege and it is a privilege to wait, oh wait. you're all good. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just saying, oh yeah, that it is a privilege to have the means and ha- even just, yeah, have the passport, have the, have the ability to travel and have that as an option in your life, hundred percent. But at the same time, when you approach it from this place of gratitude and use it as a means, like, especially in this most, most recent, um, adventure, like the last seven months, just the, the other like ways of living and the other standards of living and the other like quality of like the spectrum of the quality of life and being able to observe it internalize and then come back to like you know coming back to North America was quite shocking for me um after this like seven month bout um but coming back to North America and then being able to implement the wisdom that you we're able to see and we're able to uncover in yourself of like, and I'm sure, you know, maybe people have heard this a lot from people who have traveled a lot, but just like, we are all the same. Like we all, we live in different countries. We have different ways of living. We have different customs. We have different quality of lives. But at the same time, it's like mothers are out there loving their children. Children are out there playing with other children people are out there walking to the store with their friend, talking and bonding over their days, you know, like we're all looking for the same thing. And, and like, when you see that and you see that, yes, despite like the different cultures, like we're all just here to love each other. That wasn't really where I was going initially, but that's kind of where I'm going now. Just like, we're all just here to love each other and taking that back with you to like, yeah, I'm extremely privileged to live in North America and live, you know, have been born and live in California. Like that's an extreme privilege. Um, but bringing, bringing back everything I learned of, it just feels like you get to use travel as a way to expand your own consciousness and, and honestly help others expand theirs just by being like a, a presence of love and a presence of like open-mindedness, which travel also brings you of like, and curiosity of like, what's your life? Like, like yes, you may have grown up in California your whole life but you have your own life story that like I'm so curious about because it makes you you and you know just just garnering that curiosity and that and that gratitude for like everybody that's around you and everyone you meet so that was the long-winded way of getting there (laughs) I I love that Kat and yeah you you approached and touched on so many really important tendrils um and one that i picked out there was like who we yeah, are right we're all we're we're different people in different places doing the same thing right which which really like transitive property it's that it's like a plus b equals c like we're not we're not all that different right in fact we're, we're far more similar and then it's all good it's far more similar than we are far more similar than um 
than we we think or we think we were made out to be yeah uh, yeah and yeah I mean really like we could use this podcast and recording as a perfect example like I had to step away to go pee and Kat, like cat is that like we both had weird tech like yeah like, sounds come through and really truly I say that to everyone who's who's listening and who comes on the podcast um just to connect because I'm like, I'm not here for this thing to be perfect, right? I'm not here to edit out all the background noise and to feel like cowarding or shy about like X, Y, or Z. It's like, I'm, I'm here to, to, to be a human and mm. to, to share experiences and to, to be a human while connecting with someone else in right. the human experience. Totally, just connecting uh, with another person and being, curious and open for an hour to somebody else's experience on this planet. It's like, you know, one of the greatest gifts you can give somebody else. And also anyone who's listening, it's like one of the greatest gifts to hear another person's experience and also relate to it and be like, oh, okay. Yeah. I, you know, I also went through something dark. I also overcame that. I also, you know, me too, like me too, you know, it's like, we're all never alone. We're all going through the same thing that is life and just different iterations of it so like it just got we got to be here like I don't, who's the person who quotes this but like we're all here to guide each other home you know like we all get to use our unique experiences to be there for others and theirs mm-hmm. mm, that's so beautiful Kat and I know I could just stay here going on and on about all of these topics that we we do, we share and we share similar, we bring similar insight, similar yet different insight too. And, and like, that's, that's the beauty of it, right? That's yeah. the of shared experience. Um, and on that note, I would love for you to share with our listeners where they can connect with you. Uh, sorry, you went out for a second. Oh, What'd you say? Yeah. <laughs> um, I would love for our listeners, for you to share with our listeners where they can connect with you. Yeah, it's definitely. So um, I'm on Instagram. Uh, my business account is at harmonia.health. My personal, and I, you know, talk a lot about my business on it is I am Kat Mansfield. Um, and I'll be doing a lot of, posting a lot of yoga videos on different applications that I'll be um, talking about on my Instagram and coming out with a few courses to learn how to meditate and my signature program called Feel Good Naked that I'm putting into a course now so that um, it'll move from like a coaching module to more of a um, course module. So yeah, a lot of things on the horizon that are exciting. Awesome. I'm so excited to see those come through. Um, and yeah, you guys, who knows for those of you listening, um, Kat and I might, might do some sort of collaboration in the future, given that we're both, both Manny Jens and have a shared lust for travel and yoga and connection. That's retreat on the horizon, everybody yeah. has to look out. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just, we're speaking that into existence right here, right now. Hold us accountable. <laughs> um, actually jokes on you you don't need to hold any manny jen accountable because they will yeah, do it because yeah, it's going to be coming your way sooner than you think yeah they might just also be doing like 17 other things while they're while they're completing yeah. so um yep i will pop all of the all of cats information in the show notes as always if you have any questions comments please reach out to myself please, please reach out to cat to continue the conversation and um yeah cat i look forward to what what's to come for you 
Yeah, so, so grateful to be on here and reconnect with you. And yeah, if anyone wants to talk any more about travel, about mindfulness, about meditation, about any of the things, um, please feel free to reach out to me. I would love to connect um, any further with you all. Amazing. All right. We'll touch base soon. Thanks for listening. Thank and, uh, yeah. Bye. Bye.